taste was in my mouth. My head hurt, and I felt sickness tugging at the insides of my stomach. Had I lost my leg? I wanted to see, but I was afraid to look. I moved my heavy arms, tried to move my legs. Pain racked through my thigh and hip. It felt as though it were still there, but I knew about phantom limbs. Had seen many a soldier believe he was still whole, when in fact parts of him were now scattered on the killing fields. The flaps on the medical tent moved once more. I'm hungry, said a voice. It's dark, so very dark. I tried to sit up, but my limbs were paralyzed, and I wasn't sure whether this was the after-effects of the medication or whether fear had sapped my strength. Something lurked in the doorway, as though waiting to be invited inside. What are you doing here? demanded the doctor. I turned my head and saw the doctor lying on another cot beside me. He sat, pushing back the coarse gray blanket. My eyes followed him to the door of the tent. Doc, I'm hungry. Feed me. Somewhere there was light and the doctor's face was ashen in the pale glow that came from the camp outside. I imagined that the lamps were lit to scare away evil. I didn't know why this thought came to me or why my heart continued to pump blood to my ears deafening me with my own heartbeat as the doctor conversed calmly with the stranger at the entrance to the tent. You need to go and sleep this off, the doctor said. I can't, Doc. It bit me. In the morning you'll feel better. I raised my head and saw burning embers in the stranger's eyes and realized that it was Colonel Jackson. I wondered what had happened to him. He was usually so in control. But this man, he was troubled, pulled by more than lack of sleep and the pressure of command. He was haunted. I can give you something to help you sleep, said the doctor. Yes, said Jackson. Sleep. I need sleep. They left then, walking away. The tent flaps fell back in place. I was alone once more. I didn't like it, but the terror left my limbs and I was able to pull myself up into a seated position. I glanced down at the blanket covering my legs. In the gloom, I could make out the shape of both of them, still there, still intact, still whole, thank God. I sighed deeply and realized that I had been holding my breath. The leg, my thigh, ached, but still I swung it over the side of the cot, wincing at the pain but not allowing it to stop me. Could I walk? I stood, tentatively, taking the weight on my good leg first before testing the other one. Shooting pain pierced my hip. I leaned against the cot, gritting my teeth and hopping to relieve the discomfort. My leg worked, but it couldn't take weight. It hurt like the devil when I tried. I looked around the tent for something that would make a crutch of some sort, and then I saw my walking stick, strangely and conveniently resting beside my trunk. The stick had been my grandfather's, and I had brought it with me for luck. I noted with some consternation that everything I owned was now in this tent. My trunk, rucksack, and my weapons all lay a few feet away from my cot. I hopped over to the trunk and I reached for the stick where it lay on top.
I'd always liked the big silver cat's head that crowned the wooden stick. Mouth open, fangs bared like a roaring lion. It reminded me of the cats my grandfather had kept and loved for most of his life. I slowly put my foot down, but rested my weight on the stick. The pain was bearable, just. And so I hobbled to the door and looked out at the camp. The light I had seen wasn't from oil lamps, as I had first thought. There was a full moon, and it shone down on the camp, lighting it up like a beacon with crisp white moonlight. I saw a soldier walking the perimeter, while another prodded a fire and added more sticks and leaves to keep it burning. Other than these two men, there was no activity. I was just about to close the flap and return to my bed when I saw the doctor come out of Jackson's tent. He was staggering, holding his hand to his throat. His skin reflected the yellow.